You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 18. My guest today is Savannah Dupin, a holistic health practitioner who found her way to coaching through a really amazing experience, a weight loss experience of her own. It certainly didn't go the way she planned when she set out, but it has put her in a great place today after quite an interesting journey. And of course, the journey continues because that's life. Ready to hear more about Savannah? Let's get started. It's your coach, Mediocre Mitch, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 18. My guest today, Savannah Dupin. But before I get to Savannah, let me do a quick pitch for the Meet Mediocrity vlog, which you can find on my website, meetmediocrity.com. You can also find it on YouTube. Um, I'd really ask you to go check out those videos. So while the Meet Mediocrity podcast, health and wellness, we all know that, lots of different angles, lots of different interesting guests, we all know that, it's mostly guests. Um, I think if I've had almost 70 episodes, I think this is number 68, let's just say 60 of them, maybe even more than 60 of them have been with guests. The YouTube channel is just me talking about things that happen to me in real life, but how they apply to your overall health and wellness. And it doesn't health and wellness doesn't just mean diet or working out or meditating. It means just being good, good with yourself, good with your life, good with your work, good with your family. Trust me, I don't have it perfect. Um, but I do have some perspectives. I consider myself a pretty ordinary, often mediocre guy. And I think my YouTube videos um, and the feedback I'm getting on the YouTube videos is they're short, they're sweet, and they're easy to relate to. So um, go to YouTube, type in Meet Mediocrity, and check out my videos. They're about four minutes each, so they don't take up a lot of your time. So let me quickly shift to Savannah Dupin. Look, here's the short story, and I'm going to keep it short because I really want you to hear this from her. Savannah went from an overweight Midwest girl to being a Southern California, lost a ton of weight, super fit, super healthy person from like day one to two years later. Unbelievable progress, lost 100 pounds, completely transformed herself, and was not happy. She was not happy because losing weight alone will not buy happiness. Losing weight alone with positive self-esteem, positive self-image, um, a, a good, healthy mind... Well, now you're on to something. And Savannah learned that the hard way. She she achieved the weight loss. She achieved the fitness. 
but she didn't achieve the other health when it comes to mind, body, wellness. She had the body part, but not the mind part. Fortunately, Savannah was able to do something about that. Um, She combined her experience, she combined that with her education, and today she's an incredibly uh, inspiring holistic health practitioner. She's about a year into her business. She has a quite a large following on Instagram. She has quite a large number of clients. And she's really making a go of really connecting the mind and the body, focusing on women, and helping women make weight loss, make that 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 body change into a mind-body change that is healthy for them. So without further delay, let's hear this all directly with a lot more personal touches from Savannah Dubin. Hey, Savannah, thanks for being with me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, You know, so it really struck me that you have your own kind of holistic health business, but what motivated you to start your holistic health business was your own personal journey. So that's amazing. Um, before we get into your journey, tell me, you've started your, your um, wellness business about six or eight months ago. How, how's it going so far? Yeah, it's going really well. Um, we'll be coming up on a year this fall, but I started with, you know, four or five clients that I had known growing up or in past, you know, different phases of my life. And their experience has just been amazing. And I've really been able to grow that just from their referrals and how much their lives have transformed. And, and, and that must be amazingly fulfilling. So first you go through your own transformation, your own experience, you start helping people, they start referring people and people are starting to see benefits. It makes kind of going through your own challenges and journey a little bit more worth it, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I always tell everyone, you know, I would go back and repeat every mistake or misstep I might've made because I feel like I've learned so much um, and it's just helped me help a wider variety of women. It's, it's the old adage, life is a journey and, and you, you, there is no beginning and there is no end. Well, I guess there's a beginning and an end, but, (laughs) but in terms of our, there is a beginning and an end. Yes, I realize that, but you know, but, but, but the journey is really what makes it incredibly valuable and fulfilling. Yeah. There's no end destination or no point when we've ultimately made it. That's right. So I'd love to hear more about how you counsel people, but let's take a step back. Um, You told me that you lost a ton of weight. It was quite a journey. Um, Tell me a little bit about, about what made you want to start losing weight. And then tell me a little bit about what happened. Yeah. So um, I moved out to San Diego from the Midwest, from Michigan, right after. By the way, you are a lucky person to live in San Diego. I just want to (laughs) make that clear. (laughs) For anyone listening, if you've never been there, you got to go. But um, yeah, I moved out to San Diego and it's just an amazing culture where, you know, you have people who are friendly. You have so many people interested in health and wellness um, from a wide variety of different perspectives, right? Whatever you want in the health and wellness industry, you can find it in San Diego. So 
just a lot of things that were not previously available to me or I didn't know about, you know, <laughs> were right in my present reality when I moved out here. And I started learning from friends I made and things like that. And from there, just started kind of copying what people who I knew and admired were doing. Um, but with that, you know, there was a lot of comparison going on in my life, a lot of feeling just negative about myself and having low self-esteem that not only stemmed from my weight, but from a lot of other experiences I had growing up. Um, so I lost that weight. It was one of those things that was kind of like a blessing and a curse at the time because I had a lot of things come up that I needed to process, um, that maybe I'd previously numbed with substances or food or things of that nature. But in the end, obviously, you know, I've really created something positive out of, out of it. Yeah. And but, but I want to, I want to stop you for a second. Sorry about this because no, to no. me, what you, the, the journey you went through is it's, this is not, this is not an uncommon situation. So sure. you moved out to San Diego and you were overweight or you felt overweight. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, San Diego is a terrible place to be overweight because like you said, <laughs> everyone is healthy. They're yeah. on the beach, they're riding bicycles. And you're like, look at me. I don't even want to put on a bathing suit or a pair of shorts. I get it. Believe me, I understand. <laughs> so, but you manage, you don't, you know, you're not a big girl. So how much weight did you actually lose? You know, I lost a hundred pounds. I intentionally <laughs> put on some of that weight because I did maybe go a little bit overboard. Um, so you lost, but you lost a hundred pounds. I did. Which is, by the way, mind blowing. So, and how long did that take you, Savannah? It took almost two years. Um, so and how did you do it? How did you do that? And by the way, I know, I know you're going to say it, you're not. This is not going to be the way you recommend doing it. But I want to hear how you did it. Thank you for throwing in that caveat. Um, No, I honestly, I had a roommate at the time who was doing bodybuilding competition. So I was in the gym with her twice a day, five days a week and meal prepping all my food with a food scale, keeping track of every calorie that went into my body. Um, So in that sense, you know, it was very structured and very easy to see progress because so it was, I was a so very, disciplined. very disciplined diet yes. and fitness <laughs> regimen, almost, <laughs> almost a life controlling regimen. Yes. yes. I went from zero to 60 in you know, five seconds. <laughs> and in two, in two years, you lost a hundred pounds. Now, I, um, you're not, you're not a big person. So that, that was a complete transformation for you. Yeah, if you if you um, ever see my page online, you will see pictures where I'm unrecognizable. So it was definitely a big transition that, um, I mean, yeah, changed every area of my life, honestly. But here's the thing that I found relatable because I hear this from so many people. Mm-hmm. You lost 100 pounds and you weren't happy. Definitely, yeah. So, so t- t- tell me a little. <laughs> yeah, so that's... I would say it's unbelievable, but it's not because it's because it's not uncommon for that to happen. So tell me a little bit about how you felt and what you learned about yourself. 
Yeah, I think I learned that I'm someone who, if I put my mind to something and, um, you know, there's a clear path, I can be disciplined, right? I can push through obstacles and get things done, but I don't necessarily speak to myself or think in such a way that's productive throughout that process. So throughout the two years that it took me to lose 100 pounds, I was surrounded by, you know, girls with abs and girls creating the perfect figure. Meanwhile, I'm like really internalizing everything that's wrong with my body, no matter how much weight I lost. Right. Um, and then you get to the point where you've lost all the weight and you don't look like everyone else around you doing the same things because you have extra skin and stretch marks and this, that, and the other. So if you're focused on what's wrong with you, you know, I always, um, remind myself that whatever you ask yourself in your mind, whatever question you pose, you're going to find the answer. So if you're always looking for what's wrong, what's not good enough, what could be better, you're always going to find the answer. Um, so, so, you- so sorry. So it sounds to me, Savannah, <laughs> like you went through your diet or your, your weight loss journey, compartmentalizing. Oh, okay. It sounds like you were on a diet and fitness ninja yes (laughs) but 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 from a mental wellness perspective you kind of put that in a separate compartment I don't think I was even aware of it at the time you know I think my full-time job that was you know it's more than full-time it's like 60 to 70 hours a week plus two a days in the gym plus food I don't think I cared about my mental health, you know, that my physical appearance was the most important thing. And I was focused on it every day, all day. With okay. what I so so here you are working a very demanding job with very, very intense hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you are working out, you're watching everything you eat, you're accomplishing everything you think you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then it dawns on you that you like lost a hundred pounds, which is mind boggling. And you're like, I don't have abs. (laughs) Or I can't believe I still don't want to wear a bikini. Like after all of this, like, um, you know, I hate to say it. (laughs) I'm going to say it anyway, because my listeners know. Um, So my wife, who my wife Meredith is in, is in great shape and she works out a lot and we have a Peloton bike. Oh yeah, and, love it. Right, and so, so so we have a Peloton bike, and there's an instructor on Peloton named Emma Lovewell. Have you ever heard of Emma? Lovewell? I know Emma. Yeah, <laughs> my so, parents have Peloton. Right. So so Meredith Meredith is is does her workouts, and she's always saying, "How come I don't have abs like Emma Lovewell?" And that is what happened to you. <laughs> you, you. You lost all this weight. You looked across the gym. You're like, what the hell? I just yeah. worked for two years. I lost a hundred pounds and I still don't want to put on like a bikini. This is not fair. Yeah. But, but it sounds like, but it sounds like that, that thought process is what triggered your realization that there was more to it. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, when, I lost that weight and I found myself in that position where I wasn't happy, even though I invested so much in this thing I knew would make me happy. Right. Um, I really had to evaluate where I was finding my value. Right. And that's the, 
number one thing that I realized I did wrong was placing my value, how I felt about myself, how I thought other people perceived me solely based on my body and what I looked like um, and things that, you know, just aren't the most important thing about ourselves. So That's right. So um, before I get into your coaching, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk a little bit about how your, your education, because you were, because I think there's a, I, I, I see an actual little formula here for Savannah. <laughs> you, you had this personal weight loss journey slash experience, which was eye-opening in a lot of different ways. You also studied in school, you studied, you did women's studies. Yeah. And, and sociology. And so I'd love to hear, so to me, there's a formula, weight loss experience, school studies equals like kind of like a little bit of an epiphany about <laughs> how you can help yourself and help others, right? Yeah. So before I get into your, your how you're helping others, tell me a little bit about your education and how that has played into your mindset. Yeah, so I did double major in women's studies and sociology. And I went into that because you know, I grew up in a very religious household. We were focused on mission work. And I always felt like my purpose was to help people who maybe didn't have what I had. Right. So um, in my studies, I focused primarily on how do we get to this point where we're okay with the different social structures that we have in place, even though the majority of us know negative effects that those structures have on certain groups of people right Right. Um, but I personally I mean being a woman having a lot of women in my life who I love who I have seen struggle to meet the expectations that we put on women in today's um in our culture really I wanted to kind of deconstruct that right and determine how to be even just a better friend, a better daughter, a better mom, all of these things, right? And what I came to realize is that, you know, women have expectations on them that are really contradictory. (laughs) And so no matter what um, you do, you can excel in 90% of these areas, you're never going to be 100% the ideal woman as we think of it in our heads, right? So it comes down to learning that, you know, the way you see yourself, the way you perceive yourself is set up to have you constantly comparing yourself to something that's not attainable. And so being okay with you know, when you feel like you fall short um, and figuring out how to process that. That makes perfect sense. Um, To me, what you just described is like a tremendous, tremendous building blocks, a tremendous foundation. It's almost like you had, you had, you know, success, you lost the weight. You had some failure because you realized that that wasn't your epiphany. You had success in education. You had some failure in realizing that um, there were parts in your life where you may not have fully appreciated, you know, life's life circumstances. And all of that foundation led to you creating a coaching business that you're thriving at. So tell me a little bit more about how you decided to go into coaching. And then we'll get into how you coach your, how you coach your clients. 
Yeah. So, I mean, to state the obvious, you know, there's no way I could ever hide the amount of weight I lost. So I got into coaching by accident. Um, my first clients were not official clients by any means, but just people asking me how I did it. Right. Right. As I went to coach them, um, it was kind of really at the end of my weight loss journey. And we already touched on the fact that I wasn't in an amazing place mentally at that time. right? Right. And it really came to a head as soon as I started trying to coach women and I felt icky about what I was coaching them to do and what I had put myself through. Right. Wow. Um, so that really forced me to figure out, I took a step back, you know, I, I actually didn't end up following through on coaching those clients, not to say anything that will make me look bad, but I really, right. it, it I was, it, it, it was against your gut. Like, like people like, how'd you do it? You know, like, I don't really want to tell you how I did it because I'm not (laughs) sure I did it the right way. Exactly. So it really felt out of alignment, right? With my heart and who I am. Um, So that really forced me to take a step back, like I said, and I started really keeping track of how I'm speaking to myself, how I'm thinking on a daily basis. It started, you know, solely in relation to my body, my weight and my journey with that. And as I did that, I started to see how my motivation, the entire process had really been rooted in not liking myself and not accepting myself. And so I had to research that. I had to talk with more body positive health and fitness professionals in the industry. I got coached by one of them to help put on some more weight and just to find out how she communicates with her clients in a way that is not um, kind of perpetuating the negative body image that they probably already have. Um, and so that's how I ended up with my current coaching program that focuses equally on, you know, mind and body health. So. That's amazing. So you sorted yourself out. Yes. (laughs) You sorted out how you wanted to help others. And it wasn't necessarily following your path, but it was following the learnings from your path. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you know, if if I was your or women I know were your your clients today, how would you approach it? Tell me a little bit about your program and your approach. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time. First of all, you know, I, I work with women for four to six months. Four months is really my minimum because... I always tell anyone who wants to um, receive coaching from me that there is a a sort of learning curve when you work with me because I require that we are creating a mind-body connection where you're able to listen to yourself without judgment, um, accept what your body needs, you know, understand what your body is telling you and give that to your body without judgment. And so that's something that's very difficult for us as women to do, especially because we're constantly judging ourselves, whether or not, you know, I can sit here with someone and make like the healthiest, most protein packed food choices or whatever it is, right. That you consider the healthiest. Meanwhile, someone sits next to me and eats, you know, fast food from McDonald's we can sit there next to each other. And even though we're making different choices, we 
can still be speaking to ourselves in the same way about our bodies and from a negative perspective, right? So if someone's not willing to sit down and evaluate their internal dialogue um, and go through that process to really pay attention to it, then in the first month, you know, we kind of sort out if maybe I would refer them to another health and fitness professional who's a little more disciplined and regimented like I was (laughs) when I started my journey. Because I understand that not everyone has the same values and people just want to lose weight as quickly as possible. Um, and that's okay. Right. <laughs> I work yeah. with them. If they come to me, they're interested in their holistic health. We have that first month together to kind of sort out if they're willing to put in the work to connect with themselves, um, and go to that depth spiritually. And from there we create a custom program. So it looks different for everyone, whether <laughs> we are staying in really close contact every week on um, your mental health and your physical health, or if we can kind of write a program for you to follow because you're in a place where you can kind of process that on your own. Um, So yeah, it's just a little bit different, but you get guidance on your nutrition and your movement and fitness based on where you are. Some come ready to jump into a full um, five day a week workout plan and some are focused on walking every day. You know, um, it's really meant to be what is going to fit into your lifestyle that's going to provide you with time to get away from it all, process things, um, move forward productively, and then what's going to make you feel good you know, both physically and emotionally. But. So, so let me, so let me make sure I understand because I, I absolutely love what you just said. So it sounds to me like in that first month, you really spend some time getting to know your potential client and having them get to know themselves, Definitely. you know, almost asking them like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? What do I really want to get out of it? Not just, and if the answer is I just want to lose weight as quickly as possible, you might say, look, I may not be the best person for you, which is, I love that. Cause you're not, you're not just saying yes to everyone. You're saying, yeah, I, don't, I don't leave them out to dry. Right. I right. have health and fitness professionals who, even though they focus, you know, they have different values and different things they bring to the table. I trust them. I love them. You know? Um, so I, you're, I, not do, you're not doing it with judgment. You're, you're yeah. actually putting them in the right spot for them. Yeah. So I kind of work with a couple of other professionals who we have a seamless way of transitioning that, you know, if they've already signed up for coaching um, so that it doesn't feel like to the client, I've necessarily not on, I've just passed them off to do their more intensive work with another coach to the right person for them. So now if someone isn't that, and they're like, look, Savannah, you know, I'd really would like to explore with you some of my reasons, some of my whys, some of my goals and wishes and accomplishments. And you, you, you talk it out with them and you come to kind of a common understanding. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the plan you put together for them is something that is custom for what they're trying to achieve. And so not every person needs to lose a bunch of weight quickly. Not every person needs to train for a triathlon. Some people need to just make themselves a little bit of a better version than they are at the moment. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's the kind of plan you put in place for people. And, and every person is different that way. Definitely. And I still have clients who lose a significant amount of weight. It's simply their willingness to allow that process to be slower, their willingness to not have an eat this, don't eat this, you know, black and white um, plan, but something that is much more fluid um, in flow. If you, you know, ever kind of talk about feminine energy, just having that ability to connect with their intuition and listen to their bodies. A lot of it comes with just rebuilding that trust, right? And understanding that you can eat intuitively, you can check in with yourself after every time you eat, after every time you work out and find out, was that beneficial? Did that make me feel good? Or did it make me tired? <laughs> was I in pain? Did I speak to myself negatively because it was too hard? You know, there's check-ins that I have my clients do at very intentional moments so that they can learn that they know themselves best and they don't need anyone to tell them how to eat, how to work out, how to do these things. They just need to be more in touch with themselves and be willing to listen. Let me tell you why this is impacting me so much, Savannah. So, um, you know, I've done a lot of races in my life. I've done half marathons. I've done um, all kind of distances of triathlons. I've done bicycle, um, you know, long bicycle rides. And for a long time there, I always felt like I needed to have a goal. Like you needed to have a goal of losing 100 pounds. I needed to... (laughs) hit a particular time or, and, and, and the training was geared towards that. And what I found was, and this, I found this many times in my life that I would actually train for a race, do a race and like quit, I quit working out. Like I'd be like the trade, the process, the journey to lead to the race was not fun. Exhausting. And and, and I, I would, I kind of would finish the race the way you finished a hundred losing a hundred pounds. I was like, I've told the story about this um, half Ironman triathlon I did, but it's true with almost every race that I would do. I would finish the race and I would beat myself up for the result. Mm. You know, it wasn't as fast as I wanted it to be. Or um, the training program wore me out or whatever it was, right? And one day it struck me and it was through a lot of my own hard trials and tribulations. And I'm like, you know what? the reason I like doing races is I like being around people and I like getting the t-shirt. There you go. And then all of a sudden, all the pressure was off. The training was like, how do I finish? Not how do I bust my butt to get the best time or the best performance out of myself on that day. That, that wasn't what motivated me and it motivates lots of people, but, but it took me a long time to have that realization, Savannah. Yeah. And that's why the way you coach your, your clients resonates with me so much because you are helping them accelerate the learning that took me many years to figure out all I really wanted was the t-shirt. Yeah. And all I really wanted was to gather with a bunch of people trying to get their own goal. But you couldn't enjoy those things when you were so focused on the performance side. So that's right. <laughs> that's the crazy part about it. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, Savannah, listen, so 
this has been a great conversation. It, should, it, it totally exceeded my expectations because you resonated with me in a way that that really hit home. So I want to thank you. As um, we wrap this up, I wanted to give you a chance to A, which I, I will also do in the podcast notes. Um, but I wanted to give you a, cha- a chance to let us know, A, uh, how we can, you know, as people are interested in finding you and, and maybe working with you, how they can find you, how they can learn more about you and any parting thoughts you might have. Yeah. Um, I would just say, you know, to all of your listeners, I follow Mitch and I feel like you're on the right track in terms of just offering something for everyone, right. And not having this all or nothing approach, but really just Um, recognizing that you can do what you can with what you have at any given moment to take the best care of yourself. And that's something that's so important to me and why, um, you know, I was so glad to talk to you. So thanks so much for having me. I spend most of my time on Instagram. My handle is sav underscore Elise, S-A-V underscore I-L-I-S-E. Um, and I do have the coaching program that we mentioned, and I'm also hosting a women's wellness weekend in San Diego this summer. So, um, follow me on Instagram and reach out if you want to enjoy beautiful San Diego. Well, I will make sure that everyone gets your Instagram page and your, your name in the podcast notes and Savannah, this is a great conversation. I really can't wait to keep in touch with you. This is not the last time we've been in. This is not the last time we'll have spoken to each other. No, definitely not. I'm so glad we connected. So thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay. Well, thank you, Savannah. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you just being really direct with us. Like, you know... If you're a woman and you have a lot of weight to lose and you actually lose it, you know, you might still have some stretch marks and you might still have some extra skin and you really might not look like a swimsuit model. You may, but, but, but that's okay. That's being a swimsuit model should not be the goal. What should be the goal is being healthy and having a healthy mind and a healthy body and having them work in sync. And that is what Savannah learned. And that is what Savannah brings to her clients. And that is why I admire Savannah so much. So the best way to find Savannah is either on LinkedIn. She's got a nice write-up about herself and her practice on LinkedIn. And she also has a very active Instagram feed. Her Instagram feed is at S-A-V underscore I-L-I-S-E at Sav underscore Elise. Check her out there. And continue to check out the Meet Mediocrity podcast. If you're enjoying it, please tell a friend. There are some amazing episodes as we start reaching the home stretch of season three. This is episode 18. There will be 25 episodes in each season. And the episodes are going to keep getting better. Um, It's been a great season so far. There's more to come. So continue to listen. Continue to refer us to your friends. And in the meantime, I ask that you please continue to stay safe, stay positive, be happy, and be well. Take care, everyone.